Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kenny Conversation, brought to you by Jags, the leader in high-performance aftermarket car parts. Remember to go to jags.com for all your car or truck parts. Well, this is a this is a first for me. Uh, Jade Avedisian, but listen to this. I have to announce her perfectly. She made history, becoming the first lady to win an open-wheel national championship. Jade, welcome to Kenny Conversation. Thank you. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, same here. Well, you're only 17 years old, so we don't have a lot to talk about, but boy, you started racing at such a young age. So let's have fun. You have a beautiful name, Jade Avedisian. Tell me and everybody how you say that last name. Are we doing it right? Uh, Actually, yeah, you were right. Jade Avedisian. Very cool. Well, when I started watching. There's a lot of people that say it a thousand different ways, but you were pretty close. Is it Avedisian or Avedisian? Avedisian. Yeah. So we're doing good. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, well, let's let's get right to it, Jade. Uh, you know, you you made history, but that's not why I wanted you on Kenny Conversation. Uh, I believe a year or two ago, I found you uh, because I'm a dirt racer and I love dirt racing. I found you winning all these micro races at 14, 15 years old. So you you came on the radio radar, just winning everything in micros. Um, tell me about that experience in micro and when you started showing up on everybody's radar. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had a pretty dang cool two two years in micros, I would say. Um, you know, I've always thought it was important myself and then my dad um, kind of telling me this as well, but uh, just to try and win in every level before you move up. So uh, obviously we did the micros and uh, to win a lot of races that year and get a championship, I believe, in restricted, this was like three or four years ago, uh, was definitely pretty cool. And then I feel like the race that stood out to me the most in micros was when we went out to Sweet Springs and won 20 grand. Um, I think I was 14. And uh, not only that, but I think it was only my fifth race in that law class. So uh, to go do that and win 20 grand, I feel like that race kind of brought my name out for a lot of people to hear. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, But yeah, it's just been... I'm on the go since then and uh, just trying to win these races as my best I can. Yeah, that, w- that was a big win. That was the John Hink race. And uh, yes. you kicked the boys butt in $20,000. So when you got that check, did you did your dad grab it? Who, who grabbed that check? Well, we split it. So, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is uh, we went to that race and my dad was kind of wondering if we should even go because I have barely been in that class and, uh, either way we win and he was like well let's just try to make the feature and then just see what happens like the goal was to make the feature and then I think we started like six that night and uh, someone came up to me they're like well you know you could win this I'm like well I don't know I'm gonna try and then um, I also think it was I've never done 40 laps before so it was kind of a lot of first that night because the longest race I've done was 30 laps so uh, but yeah coming from sixth position and uh, you know, having the goal of just to make the feature that night and then uh, to win 20 grand was uh, just a really cool night as well. I've never interviewed somebody this young, so we're going to do something a little different. We're, we're going to start from the beginning because your beginning is so short. Um, I read a wonderful article on you uh, last night, and 
your dad said, and I'm not going to say it all. I want you to chime in. Your dad said, just bought you a little go-kart. You ran around a little parking lot. And you said, dad, I'm getting bored because you wanted to, you wanted to go to a different circuit. You, you really did want to race. Tell me about the early beginnings where your family was just a normal family and looking for something for you to do. Yeah, so my dad uh, worked on sprint cars growing up, so it's kind of always around uh, when I was, like, growing up, and um, actually, I was at a sprint car race when I was six months old, so I was, you know, introduced very young, and then uh, when I turned four, he bought me a quarter midget, and we went out to parking lots, like, on Sundays, just empty parking lots, any empty parking lot we could find, and uh, just to see if I liked it, and when I first got into it, I wasn't really too sure um, if I liked it, and it sat on the side of the house for, like, two years, I would say. Um, and then when, when I turned seven, we tried again and I was like, okay, I love this. So, uh, you know, we went to the empty parking lot when I was seven, did that for a little bit. And then I pulled over one time and I was like, I told my dad, like, I'm bored. I think I'm, I'm like done. And he took it as like, okay, we're just gonna like sell it and find a different sport. <laughs> I was like explaining to him that I was just tired of like going in the parking lot that I wanted to race. So uh, the following weekend, we were at the racetrack, and that was my first race in a quarter midget. That's incredible. You know, uh, before we get started, I want to say straight up, your dad made it clear that the family didn't have enough money to get you all the way to the top and that your your talent was going to have to do it. Was that clear from the beginning that we were just racing? But if you want to make it to NASCAR, girl, you're going to have to do this with your talent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my dad has gotten me a lot. You know, he did me or he got me all the way through the mid or through the micro stuff. And then luckily I got the deal with Keith this year and mobile one. And, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing next year, but I know what's kind of in the work. So, uh, yeah. So like I said, I'm just trying to do my absolute best, um, on and off the track to hopefully make it one day. You are so mature, so calm. And there's so much to say because I know, uh, that there are great things ahead of you. And I'm sure the phone and the contracts are going to start rolling. I, I want to, I want to read something to you. Uh, and the reason I'm going to say this is because I know what a good person you are, what a good heart you have, how calm you are. Kyle Larson says he was your teammate at one time and you're so shy, you're so quiet, but you're a gasser. That that's a big that's an incredible comment. What do you think of Kyle Larson saying that? Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I remember <laughs> going to Millbridge last year, I believe, and the BC thirty nine with when I was with Chad, and um, I had no clue he was going to be my teammate. So I walk up into the trailer, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's my teammate this weekend. Um, <laughs> so that, I feel like that was also another a moment that I will never kind of forget to be teammates with him and uh, race with him was pretty uh, pretty cool. And one more here, uh, Christopher Bell. He said, you mean to tell me she's only 16 years old? Now, we know you're 17 now, but at the point, at the time he said, I can't believe she's that young. She's so fast for such a young age. What what, what did that mean to you? Yeah, that's also really cool. Um, actually, Christopher, so I'm obviously living in North Carolina now, and we uh, go to the Toyota Performance Center, so I see him once in a while, and um, he's really cool. And, you know, for those people to say that about me, um, it's honestly just really cool. So here we are. Um, 
you won the 2023 uh, Extreme Outlaw Championship against some of the best. I mean, you know, one thing that I like about you, your, your calm demeanor, but I know what those outlaw midgets are all about, and I, I've watched you all do it. You guys will throw a right rear into somebody's side at any time. And, Jade, you do that when you've got to. It, it, is that a technique? I mean, are you trying to rough each other up, or is it just the way you drive the open-wheel midgets? I think people could be both ways. Um, it's obviously going to be close racing. Uh, everyone is so close these days and everyone's like really good right now. So, um, and especially at the end of the season, like let's say this past weekend, uh, everyone's nerves were up and it was just super intense because it was championship weekend, obviously. So, uh, we, you know, for example, we go to port city and we have 55 laps on a super small track. And, um, uh, like I said, everyone's intensity's up and the pressure's on and, um, it honestly was kind of out of hand. Um, I've never been hit so many times in my life, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, I think, like I said, it was just so much pressure this weekend that everyone was just giving it all they had. And, um, I think it could be both though. I think a lot of people can like, for, for example, I, I bring in Justin Grant. He puts people in the best spot. Uh, he puts people in, you know, people have to think if, when he slides somebody, if they have to lift or if they're going to flip. And I think that is like one of the best slide jobs in midgets, um, obviously, cause he's so, he's so good right now. So. Um, but yeah, some people will just slide into you and it's really not cool, but they do. So um, I think it could go both ways though. Kyle Larson. That's okay. This Kenny conversation, that sounded like ESPN in the background. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. We love it. The, the fans, this, this is all good. Uh, nothing is rehearsed here on Kenny conversation. So with that being said, Kyle Larson said this, and I, I really like this. He said, Jade has a better understanding about patience and your racecraft. I like what you said because, Jade, I've thrown sliders on people, and, and they decide not to lift. They stay in there, and then they run themselves in the wall, and then they get mad at me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, hey, you know, you're either going to eat my right rear or you're going to let off or you're going to go into the wall. So what you're saying is, even though Justin Grant puts you in those positions, you have to make the decision. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like I said, I think everyone's so close that lately you're going to have to pe put people in that position and give them the option uh, just because everyone's so close right now. All right. Let's go down to this championship race. I, I watched it. And, uh, man, that, that, that first start, you went to enter high into one, and that thing got to hopping, and it would not settle down. And it, us dirt racers are like, can we have a do-over? You go down the back straight away. They throw a caution. Thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I I rolled around there under caution. I was like, in uh, the last chance went out not too far but, uh, before our feature. And I was like, well, they're running through the holes. You know, I think I should be okay. Because um, it's the first lap. and won't have all my speed. And uh, maybe just to get through the first lap running the top. And. I went in there into one and I was like, oh gosh, like hopefully this thing stops bouncing. Um, <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh God, this, this isn't good. Um, luckily it landed and luckily, you know, there was another lane I could move down for the next restart. But, but yeah, I definitely got a little nerve wracking for the opening lap right there. You know, I want to call an audible here. Uh, we're going to talk about your championship third place finish at I-44 there at Riverside Speedway in Oklahoma. But 
I want to go back to my home track here, uh, I-55 here in Peebley, Missouri. I've noticed that you've got a technique that that I wished I was as good. I wish I was as smart as you. When these tracks are extremely rough, beyond belief, and I watch you, you don't toss that thing in on the right rear. You, you don't make yourself bike. Where did you learn this technique when these tracks are extremely rough? I mean, you flip, we all flip, but you're really good at keeping that open wheel midget underneath you and not biking up. How do you do that? Yeah, I think lately, you know, there's there's a lot of good people behind me to coach me through it. And, um, you know, during the week, I try to watch as much film as I can from, you know, previous years to, because, uh, you know, when you go 955, you know, it's probably going to be a little rough sometimes. And, um, but yeah, just try to, you know, really pay attention and uh, kind of what I've been taught and what I've been learned or what I've learned was uh, you have to drive it straight as possible throughout the holes and uh, just at least on entry and then you can get it bent and you know set up the rest of the corner um, because when you're I mean it happened to me almost uh, when you're sideways throughout the holes you know your right rear is just going to dig in and faster and faster and then you're going to probably flip or uh, just not be as fast so um, you know someone uh, told me this other day and they're like just tr try and drive like a wing sprint car and I was like all right. And it worked at I-55. And, um, but yeah, I think just try to drive it as straight as possible when it gets rough like that. Yeah. And I think what I got to remind myself is you're, you're 17 and you've learned these things at this incredible young age. And that's, that's the phenomenon. Uh, people like you don't come along very often. I think of Jeff Gordon. I think of Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Uh, that's why you're making such big news. So let's go to that championship race. So you go to, you're, you're what, 17 points ahead going into Oklahoma? Uh, so the first day at port, we were 11 and then leaving port, we were tied still. So 11 and then the final or Friday night, we were 17. And then I think before the feature on Saturday, we were 27. Man, you, 27. you did a lot of racing right there. You just, yeah. it sounded like a lot. So you go into this race uh, we talked about it. They dropped the green flag. You go into one. You, 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 go, you think you're going to make it through one. You don't. You get the caution. But I want to go back before that. I read that beautiful interview. Uh, and what I liked is you told the man, you said you, you had, you know, nerves. But you got emotional. You almost started crying because when you rolled on the racetrack, you said, I can win this championship. Tell Tell me about that moment inside the cockpit as your when was that and how did you calm your nerves? Yeah, um, I honestly don't really know how to put it into words. It was kind of just a moment that I will kind of never forget. Uh, going out for the feature on Saturday, I knew the gap I had. And it, like I said, it was 27 and um, I knew what I had to finish to win. And I think I just had to finish better than six. So. Um, I was kind of like people were telling me and I was kind of hyping myself up. I was like, dang, I can win this thing. And then um, I wrote on the feature and then it kind of just all calmed down. I feel like right when we got pushed off and, uh, you know, I knew I had to stay calm. Uh, I knew it was 30 laps and, um, you know, anything could happen in 30 laps. So, uh, but yeah, I just try to stay calm and uh, just do the best I possibly could. But it definitely was nerve wracking all weekend. It was nerve wracking. Um, I, I was telling somebody else this, I was like, well, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life rolling out for the feature on Saturday. 
So your takeaway. Now, I watched the race, and, and I do agree with what you said earlier. You all were hitting the hell out of each other, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was a mistake, whether everybody, you know, you, you could see the nerves on everybody. Now, let's go back uh, throughout the year. These, these dirt racing seasons, as I know, I'm 60 damn years old. We're racing 100-degree weather. You know, you're like, oh, my God, you know, I got to dry my uniform out the next day out in the sun. I smell. Yeah. And, yeah, right. But, but we got to keep digging. So you were you were 180 points behind Cannon McIntosh. Now, that, that's that's a lot. Where where in the season do you feel like you started gaining on him? Yeah, so just to break down the whole season, I feel like, you know, the first weekend out to coin, we were we were really good. I think the first night we got like fourth and then the second night we won. And then uh, after that weekend, we had probably a month or two, three, three months maybe of, you know, mistakes on my part and uh, just not clicking very well. And at that time, Cannon was clicking off his wins and was really, really good every night. And uh, you know, fast forward to probably June, July. I feel I feel like June, July, uh, we had a light switch and we started winning a lot. I think we got like four wins in uh, a month or so. Um, so everything just started kind of clicking. And then, uh, you know, even just the past few months, um, I feel like we've been in tension or contention every single night to win and have a chance to win. So I feel like I feel like it was honestly kind of a light switch um, for me and my team of just uh, – trying to do the best we possibly can every night. Well, you put it all together and, um, you know, let me, let me brag on you for a minute. And, uh, you know, when we watch the girls, the ladies, the females, whatever the verbiage is they use nowadays, you know, I have three daughters and I, I love them so much. I can only imagine what your mom and dad go through watching you. Cause we know how much they love you. Uh, you're running a, a really dangerous car. I, I wouldn't run an open wheel. Uh, I, I'm a taxi cab driver. <laughs> so you you got all the credit uh, from me. Uh, you know, I know Danica Patrick. I know the ladies before you. So my conversation, my question to you is, I'm going to ask you this because I, I saw you talk about it. So I think the coast is clear. You... You are excited that you're a lady racer, and you, you do realize it is unique. Um, yeah. How do you take that on, knowing that Danica and, and Janet Guthrie and Shirley Chacha Modowney in NHRA, talk to me about just being a, a young lady in a man's sport, mm-hmm. and, and you're kicking their ass. Uh, I think it's awesome. What do you think about all that? Yeah, thank you. Um, I do think it's really cool and uh, not even just for myself. I feel like it's the coolest when, you know, little girls come up to me and tell me that I inspire them to start racing. And I feel like that's obviously really cool that, you know, I'm helping out maybe the younger or the younger girls to get started racing. And um, but yeah, other than that, um, I think honestly, my goal is just to win races and lead laps and do the best I possibly can. Um, But it definitely is pretty cool, you know, when when I can be the first for hopefully many things um, and people, when people bring it up, I do think it is pretty cool though. One thing I've noticed that is a little different is uh, I believe that there's more ladies in open wheel and, and it shocks me because it's such a dangerous sport, mm-hmm. but it does cost a lot of money to go to uh, full body race cars. 
Um, the boys in, in the pit area, uh, had they, had they treated you good? Um, you know, I saw Haley Deegan. We, we've interviewed, interviewed Haley here a couple months ago. I found that the guys were afraid to talk to her. Um, so I went up and talked to her. What is it like in the pit area now? Do the boys talk to you? Do they do they make you feel good, or or is it still is it standoffish? Uh, no, I honestly feel like eighty one. You can kind of go up to eighty one, and it's just normal. Um, I feel like everyone in the pits um, lately have been, like I said, has been a little tense just because you know the points are coming down to the end and whatever, but. Uh, but I feel like, honestly, everyone kind of gets along together. And um, that's also pretty cool, I think, as well. But, yeah, I don't I don't really see anything different for me. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, so here we are now. And uh, I got I'm going to I'm going to go into another territory because this is what's in the news. Uh, we have Toyota that noticed your talent and. Toyota is very good at, at what they do. And, you know, Toyota sponsored me for seven years. I ran a Toyota motor in my uh, Dirt Modified. And all my bo bosses at Toyota were wonderful. So here you are right now at Keith Coons, uh, Toyota. You just won a championship. Uh Bob Pockrass, who, who is very well respected in the NASCAR world, he said you are a top 15 prospect to make it to some form of NASCAR. And meaning there's 15 people in America or the world, and you're on that list. What is your goal from here? Is there a timeline? Do you spend another year in, in open wheel niches? Do you make the move to full body cars now? What's your thought? Yeah, so my goal is to hopefully be racing on Sundays with the NASCAR Cup Series. Um, That's right. As of, yeah, as of right now, though, um, I'm honestly really not too sure. Um, I know all the people at Toyota and, you know, everyone else is trying to figure out, you know, what is my stuff going to be next year and if there's going to be a contract. So, um, to be honest, I'm not really too sure exactly what's gonna, what I'm going to be doing next year, but I know everyone at Toyota is going to put me in the right spot, hopefully, and uh, – just give it the best shot I can give. Well, I'm going to call David Wilson and Paul Doshaw, and I'm going to I'm going to tell them don't mess this up. <laughs> uh, you, you know because because they have a diamond in the rough. And years ago, my brother Rusty he was cussing a little bit, and and his his best friend uh, was right next to him. And somebody in NASCAR said, "Man, that Wallace got a potty mouth." And uh, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, his Rusty's best friend said, "Listen, Bub, I'm I'm, I'm bringing you a diamond in the rough. It's uh, it's up to you to polish him up." So, Jade, I, I really believe, you know, you're already a diamond. Uh, you know, we learn all the time. Uh, you definitely have the talent to get to where you want to. Uh, now, Keith Coons is who you're driving for right now, and we all know that he's got the best open wheel midgets. He's the greatest of all time. I love Keith. He's wonderful to me. What is Keith Coons in that operation like? Or I mean, are they all business or are they a little are they are they human? What are they like? Honestly, they're human, honestly. Um, yes. 
when I found out at the beginning of the year, like I did, I found out pretty late that I was switching. It was like two weeks before the opener at the coin. And um, honestly, I was like, geez, this is pretty cool that I get to go race for Keith this year and then to have <laughs> fun and stuff. But, but yeah, um, honestly, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but um, everyone over there is such great people. And um, I feel like they want to win so bad, almost as bad as I want to win. So, um, but yeah, just to have, you know, Jared as my crew chief, Jared Martin, um he's really fun especially when we win and everyone's a little bit happier but but yeah they're all human and they're all really good people over there you know a lot of my interviews are 40 minutes you're going to be shorter because you're so young you haven't you haven't done a lot but you've done so much uh in such a short period of time so let's, let's just have a little bit of fun like i said i have three daughters um what are you like as a girly girl? Do you, do you like Taylor Swift? Do you go to movies? Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? What are you, what are you like? Mm, I do like Taylor Swift, but I will say her new playlist or her new album is not my favorite. <laughs> so, not a, are you a Swifty? Kind of. Her old, <laughs> I'm an old Swifty. Um, but lately, I've been kind of listening to rap for some reason. I don't know. I feel like that's what everyone's listening to, so I just like it now. Um, but, yeah, honestly, being the age I am and how much we race, you know, there's not a lot of time to do other stuff. But um, And obviously, I'm super happy that I get a race. That's, like, my dream. But um, other than that, I, you know, I like to golf. I like to wake surf. And, um, you know, I think balance in life is obviously super important. Um, so just try to balance it out as best I can. You're wise for your age. Does your mom and dad keep keep a good eye on you? I think they're are are they still in California? Uh, no, they're in North Carolina yet now. Excellent. But yeah, they keep a good eye on me. Do you do you still love being around mom and dad at such a young age, or or do you like to get away from them? Um. No, I like being around them. Um, they, you know, they've done a lot for me, obviously. And uh, just another thing, like they move all the way across country to North Carolina to hopefully, you know, make my racing career like a, a career, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I love spending time with them. And then to have them out there last weekend and have my little sister out there last weekend when I went. Oh, hold on. Back up. I didn't. Back up. You have a little sister. Now, do. What do you have? Do you, your brother, sister, or is it just two of you? Uh, well, there's three of us. So I'm I'm the middle child. So I have an older sister that's 30, but she's in California. She's married. Um, and then I have a younger sister that's her name's Kenzie. That's 14. So Kenzie's lately now we put her on homeschool because she wasn't sure if she wanted to live in California or North Carolina. So just for the time being to see what she wants to do. Um, so lately she's been going to a lot of races. Um, but yeah, I am the middle child. Well, Jade, you're down there in North Carolina. I lived there 27 years. It can get intense. It can get toxic. So stay on the road. Stay away from everybody telling you what they think and where you're at. And I found my first years down there quite wonderful. And then when you make it to the Cup Series, it becomes a whole different animal. But, uh, Jade, congratulations on everything so far. And uh, how, how many more races left this year? Uh, we have eight more, but so the extreme series obviously done, and then eight more with USAC on the West Coast. What about the Chili Bowl next year? Yep, that one too. Um, I was talking about about it this morning. I was like, I don't know what my prelim nine. I ran Tuesday last year, but 
Um, I mean, they're going to probably run Tuesday or Wednesday again. So, but yeah, that week's really fun. Are you going to that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know what? My look here. Here's how it works for me. Me, uh, look at this. I got. I got it. I take these things and I open them up. And Dale Earnhardt Sr. taught me this. And I use. I use this now. I'm a. I'm a cell phone dude, but I. I like to take. What you you go to Office Max, and yeah. you, open, you open these babies up. And this is kind of what it looks like. And I fill up every calendar. So what, January 14th, 15th, is that around the chili bowl time? I believe so. Yeah. Somewhere around there. You know, while we're talking about the chili bowl. So they're up, they're up in their game this year. Some of the superstars left them. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want you to say anything you don't want to say. So don't get yourself in trouble, but the chili bowl, uh, as we know, Kyle Larson, Brad Sweet, you know, a, a lot of the big boys said, listen, you know, we're trying to make a living doing this. We just want to make a little bit. And they stayed away last year. But now this year, you know, it, it paid ten grand to win. Now it's going to pay 20000 to win. Do you think they did that because they want, you know, Kyle and Christopher and all those big boys back? I think so. Um, obviously, those people are, are a lot to the sport, and I feel like for the Chili Bowl stand in the Han family, um, I feel like they kind of need those people just to, you know, because they're good to promote for their event, obviously. So I think if they could do something and uh, make the money a little bit higher and hope they come back, I think that's kind of their goal. But obviously, I'm not really too sure, um, but I think that's kind of my opinion of it. Do you stay at the Chili Bowl the whole damn time, like seven days, or or do you go home? Yeah, I stay there. I stay there the whole time. Last year, I my prelim night was on Tuesday, and during the feature, I, I didn't really feel good, and then I got sick on after the prelim night, and I didn't go back to the building till Saturday, so I kind of missed out on the all on the fun. But but yeah, I do stay there the whole week. And before we go, uh, straighten me out. Were you the highest? First of all, you made the A main. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you the highest finishing female in Chili Bowl history? No, I no, I tied with Kaylee with 18th. Um, the first half of the race, we were really good. I think we got up to eighth or ninth, and then my tire like went flat a little bit. So then it kind of and then it took it went down to the bottom, so I couldn't run it as good, and then I fell back. But uh, but yeah, I'm tied. Man, but but making that race 300 and something. Tony Stewart once said, he said, I didn't know there was that many open wheel midgets in America. So, yeah, you made that race when you made the, the Chili Bowl. How did what, what kind of a deal was that for you? Was that the biggest thing in your life at that moment? Yeah, I feel like that was pretty cool. Um, I wasn't really too sure what to expect going into that week just because I never really or I've never done it before, obviously. So, um, but yeah, my goal was to make it to the feature. And then um, on Tuesday night, my prelim night, um, I, I thought I did really good. I think we started ninth and we got up to third. So uh, we set ourselves up pretty good for the rest of the week. And I feel like we kind of needed to do that because when you, 
no, don't do the best on your prelim night. It's going to be hard to get through those uh, lower mains. So to just get a good prelim night and, um, you know, we missed it by one because they only lock in two, but uh, we were at the front of the B and, you know, we were able to transfer out of that. But, um, but yeah, that was a, a pretty cool week though. Just to walk out on stage and uh, see all the fans get excited on Saturday. I'll, it's probably a moment I'll never forget. I ha I have a feeling this is going to be old school for you. Uh, we, we never take it for granted, but uh, you've already proved your ability. Jada, I, I, I agree with Cal Larson, and now I know what he's talking about. Uh, your understanding, your patience, your uh, your ability to, to know, you know what to do at such a young age. So uh, congratulations, Jade. And uh, listen up, everybody. We are in podcast form. Uh, and everybody's listening to us on podcast now. But tune in here on YouTube and, and, and see what all these great athletes look like. And remember, we are in uh, Spotify and iTunes. And, Jay, thank you so much for being on Kenny Conversation. Thank you for having me, Kenny. Awesome. All right. Until the next Kenny Conversation, everybody. Little Birdie tells me the GOAT's coming on. Ricky Carmichael, the greatest of all time in the motocross ring. Until next time, Kenny Conversation just keeps on rolling.